Hello, everyone. Welcome to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. Find out what you need to know about preparedness, get all the latest tips from experts in the field, and learn what to do before the next disaster strikes. From the emergency management department in the city that never sleeps, here are your hosts, Omar Bourne and Allison Panisi. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Omar Bourne. And I'm Allison Panisi. Thank you for joining us. We want you to come back as often as you can, so feel free to add Prep Talk to your favorite RSS feed. You can also follow us on social media. This episode, we're focusing on how we can prepare our furry, scaly, and feathery family members. That's right, Omar. And now, listen, we're not talking about your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, (laughs) even your siblings or your parents. We might be. (laughs) Well, we might be. But we're actually talking about your pets and service animals. They need to be ready for an emergency just like us. Here to speak about this important topic are Matthew Pavogel and Andrew Perlman from New York City Emergency Management. Now, Matt is part of the agency's community engagement team, and Andy is a human services specialist who is part of the city's animal planning task force. Welcome to Prep Talk, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, Andy, we're going to start with you. What are some simple things that New Yorkers can do to prepare their pets for an emergency? Just like preparing ourselves we should gather supplies that our pets and service animals need, Mm -hmm. uh, making up a go bag, things like extra leash, food, toys, uh, and even vaccination uh, information from their veterinarian. That's a great point. Matt, would you like to add anything about that? Sure. It's it's also good to actually have a picture of your pet in your go bag in case if that does happen, if your pet goes missing. Also really important, my wife and I, we have another pet, another dog, which she has issues with anxiety. So during when we had a smoke alarm go off recently, she hid. So knowing your pet's hiding place is, is extremely important too. That's a really good point. So Matt, you know, do you, it's interesting you brought up that you have another pet. So Matt, you're somebody who has a service animal. Um, and, you know, we're talking about how it's important for pets to be prepared, but service animals also need to be prepared for an emergency. So can you explain to our listeners how preparing a service animal may be similar or even different? So similar would be, you know, service animal such as service dog, it's a dog in the end. So they're going to have similar supplies to any other pet that's a dog. Um, So like Andy mentioned, having a leash, having toys, a blanket, other things such as that for Cliff, who is my guide dog. And things that might be a little different would be knowing where you're going to evacuate to, knowing that in advance, because guide dogs specifically, if you've traveled to a place on one occasion, they're really not going to know the location. So it's really important to practice evacuation routes, one that's near and one that's a little bit further away, practicing that with your service animals so they get familiar. People who have service animals, specifically guide dogs, they are working with that specific um, dog And they're going to know where to go. So the dog will pick up on those cues. And by that practice, they'll be able to know where to go specifically during an emergency. Wonderful. Good point. Now, in New York City, as you know, we have winter, we have extreme heat, hurricanes even. So are there specific steps that New Yorkers should be taking to protect their pets and service animals from different types of emergencies? Well, uh, during extreme heat, we have to be very mindful that uh, um, when we walk our animals, take mm-hmm. them outside, uh, do it when the heat um, is at its lowest, very early in the morning, uh, 
or uh, later in the evening during the uh, winter time. Uh, it's important that uh, we wipe the, the paws down because there's salt out there and it can be very, very uh, abrasive. Right, and that's paws. salt for uh, when you want to clear drive, driveways and stuff sure. like that, right? Uh, and it's just a matter of uh, not leaving them outside too long in the elements mm-hmm. to protect them from the heat and the extreme cold. Matt? For pets also, if it is a hot day, also not leaving your pets in a car too long, um, that's really important. And also, you know, winter weather, not leaving them outside too long. They do experience the same issues as we do during winter weather. They do have fur, but again, you know, the elements, if they're out in the elements too long, that can cause many issues. So we've seen in some disasters like hurricanes that people are afraid to evacuate or leave their homes because they don't want to leave their pets behind. My question is, what does the city recommend for pet owners and service animal owners during an emergency that requires them to evacuate? We never want to make people choose between evacuating to a place of safety or staying home where it's unsafe with their pets or service animal. The best place to evacuate to would be a friend or a relative, and they certainly can take their pet with them for uh, an event where we have advance notice, like a coastal storm, it would be a good idea for people to board their pets at a kennel, if possible. It's also important for people to understand that New York City emergency shelters do accommodate pets and, of course, service animals. So if for some reason they can't evacuate to a friend or a relative and take the pet with them, pets will be accepted in the emergency shelter system. And if people can't bring the items we mentioned before, like leashes and food and blankets, uh, New York City Emergency Management and its external partners can provide those support items for the people and their pets. So also for the shelters, too, they are uh, pet-friendly, obviously, and also for service animals. When an individual does come to the shelter, if they have a service animal, we do not separate the service animal from the individual. Uh, for myself, if that happened with Cliff, he would not be very happy about it. It's it's something as far as stress is a main issue if you separate someone from their service animal. And in the shelters themselves, we have a pet-friendly uh, location that has, like Andy mentioned, extra supplies. If someone does come to the shelter, they have supplies for their go bag because that's what we recommend. Pets having a go, a go bag, but everyone in the household having one too. If someone has a go bag for their pet and they have some supplies, but they don't have everything, we'll help out if that is an issue. And I like that you uh, mentioned uh, the go bag because I think a lot of people don't understand that, you know, just like a family member, each individual needs a go bag. It's the same for a pet. They have different needs. It's the same for a service animal. Uh, they have different needs than than we do, and so we want to be thinking about them as well. Mm-hmm. And they... And I also really love, Matt, that you brought up the fact that, you know, pets are, you know, part of the family and service animals are an extension of a person. So for them to be separated from their family or from, you know, the person they're helping out, it's, you know, that that's obviously hard enough. Like going through an emergency is tough and can be traumatic. And to be separated from a family member or something that's an extension of you 
you know, ha- is probably nearly impossible. So I think it's a really great yeah. point that you brought that up. It's, I mean, it's added stress as far as if that does happen. And yeah, pets, like, like you know, you're mentioning they're a part of the family, but especially service animals, especially Cliff, because he's traveling everywhere throughout the city with me. So um, I, most people, if they have pets, they'll see them when they go home. I'm with Cliff 24 mm-hmm. seven. So, you know, it's, I guess probably a stronger bond uh, when he retires. It's going to be a little different for him. But as far as an everyday basis, I'm traveling with him all the time. A ready pet. (laughs) A ready service animal. It's great. I want to go back to uh, you, Matt, uh, with this question. We always say that practice makes perfect. Um, How important is it to practice with, one, your pet, and two, your service animal, your evacuation route, uh, and just your emergency plan in general. I think it's important for pets and also service animals. I and mean, like I mentioned before, one of our pets has anxiety. So if you do have a pet that has some stress issues or anxiety, you know, planning out how you're going to evacuate with them, how you're going to, you know, find them during an emergency. Uh, we also have two guinea pigs in our house too. So that's another added little thing that we have when we have to evacuate. So having maybe a carrier for them specifically so we can get out quickly with them. So for pets, you know, having things in place, thinking in advance, not time of emergency, because if that you do think time of emergency, you're definitely going to forget certain things for your pets. Similar, similarly to our own plans, if we don't plan in advance, we're going to forget information and other things. So for that, and also for service animals, again, like I mentioned, evacuating, you know, practicing it way in advance, practice makes perfect, like everyone always says. So that's something that if you do that in advance, you'll know where to go. You'll be uh, definitely safer during an emergency. You'll know where to leave. And if there is such as a barrier or a door that's closed or you can't get through, you're going to know what the second option is going to be. So, Andy, as I mentioned earlier, you are part of the city's Animal Planning Task Force. For our listeners, what is that task force? The Animal Planning Task Force is a work group of organizations that's chaired by New York City Emergency Management that incorporates the needs of pets in emergency planning. That's the preparedness and planning portion of what Task Force does. There's also a response component. Um, Our partners will respond uh, to emergencies like fires whenever pets are displaced from their homes. There's also a public education component where the partners will go out and host public education activities, bringing information to the public as it relates to emergency preparedness for pets and service animals. Uh, You mentioned partners. Uh, Who are some of the other partners that we work with on that task force? Um, We work with uh, government agencies, uh, nonprofit organizations like the Mayor's Alliance for New York City's Animals, the ASPCA, Mm -hmm. Animal Care Centers, uh, the American Red Cross, the Mayor's Community Affairs Unit, and the Humane Society. There are other supporting partners as well, but that's the main core group. Um, we convene meetings every month, and um, we just make sure that all of the partners know the capacity of what all of the other partners uh, have available in the event of an emergency. So, Matt, we've been talking about planning, practice, making perfect. What are steps New Yorkers can take to actually make a plan for their pet or service animal? So we have the Ready New York Pets Preparedness Plan. So for that, uh, family members can sit down in advance and actually write out a plan. So 
including contacts, meeting places, supplies that would be in a go bag to prepare their pet or service animal. Also, you know, some of the things that would have in a go bag, thinking about vac- vaccination records, possibly having a picture, like I mentioned before, of someone's pet, having those extra things in a go bag. And also at home, in case if there is such as winter weather and, you know, the pets, we don't want them being outside too long. So having supplies at home, having extra water, having extra food for their pets, certain items like that. So when an emergency actually happens, you know, everyone will be safe. There won't be any issues. Great. And for our listeners, you can visit nyc.gov slash readyny to get the Ready New York My Pets emergency plan. That's this edition of Prep Talk. If you like what you heard, you can listen anytime online or through your favorite RSS feed. Until next time, stay safe and prepared.